Welcome to another episode of the School of Purpose podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping emerging purpose-driven leaders and entrepreneurs who are seeking motivation, inspiration, and principles for success for their life, their business, and their career. Now let the class begin. Good day, good day, good day. Welcome to another episode of the School of Purpose podcast. This is your host, Markeith Brayton. We have a great episode for you today because this episode is just a little bit different from all the others because I am interviewing a young lady who is raising an entrepreneur. Not only is she an entrepreneur, but she is raising an entrepreneur. And I thought, what a great show this would be for those parents who are instilling the values of entrepreneurship, who are pushing and inspiring their children to follow their passions and to follow the thing that they really believe their purpose to do. And my guest today, her name is Tamara Zentel. Tamara is an entrepreneur, business professional, and most importantly, a mother who has been inspiring and motivating people for years. Working for over 10 years as a management consultant and 15 years as the chief operating officer for the largest chiropractic office in Western New York. She helped clients build strong community relationships, deliver excellent customer service while creating a diversity environment via culture, goals, and structure. As a mother to teen entrepreneur, Zandra A. Cunningham, CEO of Zandra, Tamara has extensive knowledge in launching a national brand generating revenue, partnership development, and preparing young CEOs for success. So let's hop into today's episode with Ms. Tamara Zentel. Tamara, welcome to the School of Purpose podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. I'm excited about this episode because we are going to be talking about opportunities and ways that parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, brothers, sisters can encourage the next generation to take control of their lives by being entrepreneurs and being a CEO. And you have great experience in that. And so I shared a little bit about your bio, but why don't you share a little bit more with us and just let us know, you know, who you are, how you show up in the world. And, you know, let's start this conversation about how to raise a mogul. Absolutely. Absolutely. And once again, thank you for having me. Well, my journey began of raising my mogul ago. My daughter, Zandra, she started her natural skincare line when she was just nine years old. It kind of started on a whim. She was told no to getting more lip balm by her dad. And she took it upon herself to do the research and to make her own. It wasn't, it took a little while for me to realize that she was serious about um, making, creating, and formulating her own uh, lip balm. But once I started to notice that she was spending most of her time um, perfecting this craft, I jumped in and I went, you know, feet, feet and head in and try to see how I could um, to help her actually launch it and turn it into a real business. Um, so here we are almost seven years later, and she has an actual international brand, um, and her products are sold in stores across the nation. 
And I'm actually really excited um, to talk to your viewers and your listeners today about the process and what they too can do to encourage the young people in their lives to do something similar. This is awesome. And I can't wait to share this out with parents and grandparents and other extended family who are really wanting to be inspiration and encouragement to their youth. But before we really dive deep and get into that, you know, there's a question that I ask every guest. There are actually two questions that I ask every guest. And that first question is, how do you define purpose? And instead of talking about how you define purpose in this episode, I want you to share how have you been able to instill purpose into your mogul? Absolutely. I have, I feel like I've done that pretty successfully by um, sitting with my children, talking to my children, um, really finding out what their, their wants and their desires are. I think a lot of us, um, we get kind of confused about what our purposes or our mission should be in life is because we haven't had an opportunity to see, touch, and experience a lot of different things. So my children have become purpose-driven because I've exposed them to many different ideas, opportunities, and creative thinking. So therefore, they were able to take the time they needed and to kind of mature and what it was that they really wanted to do with themselves, really what um, made them, what they were passionate about and Mm -hmm. what made them happy and what brought them joy. That's good. That's good. Because, you know, many of us, especially our generation and the baby boomer generation, we really kind of did what culture taught us to do as it pertains to getting an education and getting a job and working that job and getting good benefits and doing the, you know, the traditional things. And I've noticed that, you know, the millennials and those that are younger, these young people really want to do things that they truly are passionate about, that they truly can build their interest in so that they, you know, not necessarily just have fun, but yet that they really enjoy and love what it is that they're doing. And so instilling the idea of purpose and helping them to understand that, you know, you can take your gifts, your talents and create opportunity for yourself. It will be hard. It will be challenging, but you can do that. And I think that's great that you are being able to instill in your children at an early age, how they can pursue their passion. And so when we think about success, what is that conversation like with your children, with your mogul that you have in your house as far as what is success? I have to say our conversations um, that we have surrounding success all lead to um, accomplishment, really. So, but I don't mean accomplishment on a huge scale. We're talking about daily, weekly, Mm. monthly accomplishment. Goal setting is very important in our family, um, or we really wouldn't accomplish much at all if we didn't set goals and have a vision. Um, So um, success looks like accomplishing what you're aiming for in that moment, Mm -hmm. accomplishing um, your purpose in that moment. So we like to celebrate the small things. You know, so if my daughter, for example, one of her uh, bucket list items, every year we do a list of exactly what her goals are and what we're going to work towards so that we're not all over the place. We have laser focus on where we're going and what our intentions are quarter by quarter. So we celebrate every week 
We celebrate every quarter. We celebrate monthly. You know, we don't wait for the big payout or for her to land a huge wholesale order before we celebrate our accomplishments. So she has an opportunity to feel successful on the journey as opposed to um, a lot of the ways, at least I was taught, like, oh, once you get the big job or you land that big opportunity or you graduate, then you'll be a success and we'll be proud of you. No, I, I believe in um, taking it bit by bit so that way you feel um, your accomplishments, you feel successful, and you feel a, you know, all the, the glory of, of the hard work all mm -hmm. along the way. That's good. That's good. Because it's important for all of us to really decide on what success is for us. Right. You know, I can't look at you and say that the success that you have is the success that I want until I really define what well, is her success, the success that I really want. Because some, to some people, it's not about the acquirement of things. It's not about the creation of things. Sometimes it, it is, I want to be a good mother. I want to be a, a great father. I want to be at home uh, every evening to have dinner with my family. You know, in the moment, as you stated, whatever success is for the individual. I like what Earl Nightingale says. He says that success is the progressive realization of a worthy idea. Well, who deems the idea to be worthy? We do. Whatever that worthy idea is that we feel like we want to achieve, that is truly success. So let's talk about this, you know, raising a mogul and, and creating uh, entrepreneurs in your family. One of the things that I love to talk about is the struggle, the obstacle, because a lot of times we talk about success and achievement, but we never really talk about the rough aspects of it on how we get there. And so what would you say has been the biggest obstacle to you helping your moguls to be entrepreneurs or to pursue their dreams and passions? Hmm, I would have to say the largest struggle over the years has been um, supporting their dreams while I continue to build my own. So I feel like sometimes um, as a mother, as parents in general, um, especially if you're a single parent, this, the pressure is on for you to not only be a success for yourself, but also for your kids, your children to show up mm -hmm. as such as well. So that balance can really be... Um, it could be a struggle. It could be hard, you know? So we tend to drop the ball because we're trying to live by society standards um, or just try to be aggressive in our career path because they say I must get here before I can celebrate, right? Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, you have this, this child or these children that also want to live their dreams. They want to be athletes. They want to be writers. They want to be speakers. They want to be... Um, you know, help out in their community, whatever it is that their wildest dreams, whatever they can think of. It's our job, I feel, as parents, as nurturers, as mentors, as teachers to support them in that, in that, in that experience. However, that's not so easy to do while you're also growing and um, climbing your, on your own. So I would have to say that was a big struggle for me, trying to divide my time um, so we, we go from being a mom to being a career person um, to then being a manager as well. 
So mm-hmm. it was threefold. So I was, these, you know, my daughter's mother, I had to make sure, you know, balance it, you know, make sure she was eating and she was doing her schoolwork and she was being nurtured and loved. Right. Um, I was trying to do the same thing for myself. Didn't always work out that great because I always came last, right? Mm-hmm. Like typically a lot of parents do, but then you have this whole entrepreneurial piece where I'm trying to support her in that. And that was, is a whole different beast than getting her the exposure she needed, connecting her with the right people, building a brand. It was just a lot. And there were days when I was like, hmm, am I doing the right things? And I felt like I might've been paying a little bit more attention to one thing as opposed to the other things. And then there's other children in the house. So I would have to say that was my largest struggle. And so what were some of those lessons learned or lessons that you're still learning along the way that could be beneficial for those parents who they themselves have entrepreneurial ideas or just a vision for their own lives while still supporting their family and their children in pursuing their dreams and goals? I would have to say, hold tight, be strong. And like you said earlier, it is not easy Sometimes it's going to hurt, but I promise you it's going to be completely worth it. But Mm -hmm. what I um, would encourage you to do is to try to see if um, you could be as transparent as possible with your children and everybody else in your environment. Mm -hmm. Bring your family in, your friends, cousins, sisters, brothers, uncles, anybody that's willing to support you, bring them in on the journey. Let them know what what your child's dreams are. Let them know what your dreams are. Set goals as a family and celebrate the small milestones because it can be overwhelming, overbearing. And if we're not celebrating each way uh, along the way, you feel some days like it's just like, I'm not getting anything out of this and you want to give up. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, it's very important to see how you can merge it all together. So even if I might be um, selling cars, right? And Mm -hmm. my daughter wants to sell lip balm, I have to figure out how I can merge that together, you know? So, you know, she might have to come to work with me to learn some sales techniques. She mm. might have to come to a couple of meetings and sit in with me so she can get a feel for what it's like to um, negotiate, you know? So that's one thing that I, that saved me was my willingness. Um, I don't know if necessarily know if it was, I was thinking about it at the time, or I just had to bring my kids along because I had nobody else to keep them. But it worked out in my favor that my, my children were able to be in the room when they watched me do business. So I, when, when it was time for me to bring them to events or to networking events, I included them into all that I was doing so I didn't have to separate everything. So that was huge for um, me in the beginning. And even now, a lot of our stuff is inclusive and we, we, we depend on our tribe to help uh, maintain the sanity, if you will, in our household. (laughs) And that's good. You know, there's one word that you keep saying over and over again, and that's goals. Mm -hmm. Express uh, to the listener, to the parent, how important is it that you teach your children about goals and what role goals play into achievement? I believe that goal setting, goal planning is, is crucial. 
I think it's crucial, especially when you're dealing, but you have to start early. I mean, mm-hmm. we learn things, you know, even as adults, we can implement, not always easy when we right. implement it. So if you can catch your kids when they're young and you start planning, even when they're two, three, four, five years old, and you start setting goals, sitting down, discussing, communicating, what are we hoping to accomplish on this Saturday? Mm-hmm. Okay, we want to mop the floor. We want to go to the park. Well, these are the things that we have to do in order to get there. So we set, we, we, we kind of put it out into the atmosphere, if you will. Mm-hmm. We write it down so we can see it. Then we start to plan for how we're going to move towards it. And once again, we're celebrating along the way. So it's super important for everyone on your team. And I call a team, it could be your family. It could be just you and your child. It could be anybody that you're working with to help you accomplish those goals. Mm-hmm. We're all on the same page. We all know that what happens when we get here, this is what we're going to do. And once we get here, this is the next thing we're going to do. You know, so I think it just really keeps the communication open. Um, it lets everybody under, have a clear understanding of expectations and what their dr- jobs are, what their roles are, and how we're going to move forward to accomplish the goals. The goals can be huge, but the goals can also be very small. The goal could just be, I'm going to th- drink three bottles of water today and every day this week. You know, but once you set, write them down and you mm-hmm. clarify them, mm-hmm. you know, you're consistently making progress towards the big, huge dream or the big, huge goal. That's good. That's good. As we think about your, your daughter and the business that she has as a parent, if I know that my child has a great vision, has something that they want to do in the marketplace, what are a few of those steps that you need to take with your child before you actually begin to launch out and start a business? Okay. So, so I would have, (laughs) (laughs) first of all, we have to be very, very clear that, Mm -hmm. and I say this often that this thing is actually going to be a thing because we have to have that, that hard conversation as a parent and we have to sit down with our children, be patient um, this is, of course, after we've watched them do some research, maybe do the same thing or work on the same thing over and over again. And then we sit them down and we say, okay, um, so you want to make money at this or you want to help um, raise funds for someone. You want to launch a nonprofit, whatever their big dream is or their big idea is. Um, you want to make sure they're serious. Mm-hmm. So mindset is number one. You want to make sure not only your mindset is ready to launch this thing, but also their mindset is, mm-hmm. is, is, is intact. So they understand going to be, there will be days where you're not going to be able to go to the park. Your kids, your uh, friends are going to go to the movies and you're going to have to say, no, I'm working on my, my big dream. You know, so not everybody's, not every child and kids are honest. They'll, they might say right up front, oh, I'm not ever going to give up my Saturday. Then maybe this isn't the, the thing for you. Maybe right. you're not ready yet, you know? Right. So having that hard conversation in the beginning, um, identifying, identifying the mindset and um, setting up, once again, the goals of the business are very, very important. Then from there, once we decide this thing is going to be a thing and everybody's on board, yes, we're going to do it. We're then going to talk about what it is, who we're selling it to, or you know, promoting for or giving to, and then how are we going to reach them? 
So that's when we start to talk about building the business, building the brand, um, you know, the basics of getting this, this business, turning it actually into a business that can generate revenue or that can actually begin to have an impact on your family and your community. Mm. And once you've done that and you have um, the basics done and the basics would be, of course, the name, you have to register it. We're talking, you know, sales tax, tax ID, all those kind of things. Um, your child has to be go along with you that whole, they have to be involved right from the beginning. You can't then say, mm. oh, my son wants to sell pens. I'm going to go set it all up. And then while he watches TV or plays the game, you come home and you say, look, I started your business. No. They need to be involved in every single aspect or they will never respect it. They will not respect it if they're not involved. And um, I have to say, I actually made, I, I had to adjust to that when my daughter was about 12, 13 years old, because I realized, I actually, I did not realize <laughs> it came to my attention that I was doing a little bit more for her than I should have mm. until I put her into a university level uh, management business uh, management program at the University of Buffalo. And she had to spend a year with uh, 25 other adults building a business plan and um, restructuring her business without me. And it wasn't mm -hmm. until she went through that program that I realized she needed to know how to do her own business plan. She needed to know the finances and all the different behind the scenes of, you know, what it took to, you know, to identifying her target market and all these different things. And she totally came out of that program with a newfound respect for mm -hmm. her business. And she was ready and she could contribute you know, but before it was just me kind of like setting things up and her falling in line. And that's one mistake that if I had to go back, I would have identified that in myself earlier. So, cause I actually feel like we should, could have been further along had I trusted her enough to uh, take charge of her own business early on. And I like what you said. You said that they should be involved every step of the way. Right. Because we, as parents, as uh, guardians, as those who are responsible for children, we have a tendency sometimes to take the reins of the dream, of the vision, and, and want to do it for them to kind of alleviate some of the challenge and the struggle. But yet, it's in the struggle and the challenge for them that will teach them what they need to be taught and help them to mature as business owners. So that is really good. Absolutely. I also think it's very important except for us as the parent, um, a part of this mindset piece, that it's not our baby. It's not the mm -hmm. child is our baby, but their dream, their vision, their, their business that they're trying to launch is not our baby. So we, it might need a little tweaking, a little massaging from us, but that has to happen through our child. We can't just take over because that's what we think, what we feel. You know, I think a lot of times as um, uh, parents or mentors, we tend to respect the ideas of a child, possibly because, you know, we were told, I grew up in an era where kids were, um, you know, supposed to be seen and not heard, you know, it's like, oh, because I said so. We weren't allowed to have like free thought or free spirit or nobody really came to us and said, how do you feel about this? What do you think we should do with this? So if I gave you five of these and one of these, what would you do with it? You know, so that creative thinking piece was often, I feel like stifled or robbed from us. So um, one thing I was determined to do with my children was to put them back in control of their own vision, their own destiny, and their own dreams. So, and to not ever, ever underestimate them. I'm here if you need me, but I, I have full, complete um, faith 
that you can actually do this thing with my guidance. That is great. Wow. Well, what a great first half we have of this episode. You know, I think that it's just important to, you know, encourage our children to be whatever it is that they want to be. I know we say that a lot. You know, you can be whatever it is that you want to be. And it's really true. But then there are aspects of that that we need to teach our children as it pertains to that it won't be easy and that it takes a lot of work and that there will be challenges that will come, but you truly can do and be whoever it is that you want to be. Well, at this time, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back with Miss Tomorrow as we talk about your one thing. These are questions and resources that I like to ask every guest on the show so that we can kind of get some insight on how do they stay focused? How do they stay productive and what it is that they do in their leisure time? So we'll be right back after this quick commercial break. Are you a speaker, author, or coach who desires to build a personal brand of influence so you can attract more clients and increase your sales? Or perhaps you are a pastor or a minister who wants to expand your ministry beyond your local church. Or just maybe you are a career professional who has a desire to build a personal brand lifestyle business so that you can have more time to spend with family and friends and more time doing work that you love. Well, I've created a free membership program called the School of Purpose Membership Program. This membership website will house video tutorials and resources on personal branding, social media marketing, and basic business startup strategies so that you can do work that you love and have passion for. If you are interested in building a personal brand of influence that pays, then you want to join the School of Purpose membership website by going to www.schoolofpurpose.net. That's www.schoolofpurpose.net. Come on, join the School of Purpose membership website and learn how to profit from your purpose. And welcome back, School of Purpose Leaders and Influencers. We are interviewing Miss Tamara Zentel as we talk about how to raise a mogul. And she gave us some great insight on how she has inspired, encouraged, and empowered her children, specifically her daughter, Zandra, as she is pursuing her own entrepreneurial endeavor with a product line that she has. But this half, we're going to ask tomorrow her one thing, which are the questions that we talk about when we're looking for resources and different tools and tricks of the trade that she uses in order to stay focused and to stay productive and continue to move forward in her own personal business and in her life. And so tomorrow, describe yourself with one word and explain why you choose that word. Okay. So in one word, I would say that I am determined. Mm. I am determined. And the reason why I say that above above all others is because I am. I just, I, I stay focused. I niche down with laser focused 
and I'm determined to make it happen, whatever it is. And that's one thing that I started really early on, whether it was helping my parents or when I decided I was going to be a mom or found out I was going to be a mom, I was determined to do it to the best of my ability. Yes. So that's just who I am, um, what I stand for, and just what I do every day. I'm determined to make it work. I like that word, determined. What's one tool, one online resource that has enhanced your productivity or helped you to stay focused? One? Okay. So (laughs) (laughs) right now I am in love with Asana. I am using Mm, Asana project management. Yes. And I use, I, I, I toggled back and forth from Evernote to Asana, but right now Asana is my jam and I am managing like five different projects and teams with it. And it, it works. It works. Yeah. yeah, I am an Evernote user, but I need to check out Asana because it's been mentioned several times uh, from other guests on the show. Okay. <laughs> what book has had the biggest impact on you and what are you currently reading right now? Oh my goodness. Well, <laughs> I can't say that um, there's one main book, like other than the Bible, <laughs> that mm-hmm. I can say uh, because I do read. Um, and I am like a book junkie, like, Mm. you know, like I, I will just order like five or six books at a time. I'm always reading two or three books at a time. It's really like a condition I have. Um, but I, right now I'm reading, uh, Profit First, Mm. um, uh, by Mike, um, I want to say Michalowicz, I think, and I hope I didn't ruin his last name, but yes. I think it's Michalowicz. Michalowicz. Yes. Yes. I'm reading Profit First right now. Profit First. Well, let's, let's stop right there for a second. Why do you think that is an important concept, profit first? Well, hmm, I think it's a very important concept. And this goes back to my idea of celebrating along the way. Mm-hmm. So I think we've been trained or we've always, a lot of us have the mindset as an entrepreneur or um just anybody that brings in revenue or makes money, you know, that we have to wait until we can start to see or experience the fruits of our labor. So Mm -hmm. the idea that you could spread it out and see it in all these different places, but you still have money or something allocated or funds allocated that are just for you while everything else is taken care of is amazing to me, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think it's just, it's just the, it's just a different way of thinking that's really has me intrigued. You know, the whole idea of not splurging on what, when we feel like we have access, excess rather, mm-hmm. and um, just being meticulous, careful, and thoughtful um, at all times, whether we have you know, an abundance or just a small amount to share, you know? That's good. So I, that's that's the good. idea of that. Thanks for that explanation. And I'm going to check out that book as well. What is one ritual or practice that helps you to stay focused, intentional, and in alignment with your purpose? Meditation. Hmm. Meditation. My quiet time. um, And that could be um, me just being in prayer, me just being still, um, kind of going over after I've dumped everything into a sauna so that my mind could be clear and I could not feel that anxiety of all the things getting ready to happen mm-hmm. or that I, you know, I might not forget the moments when I could actually sit, you know, light a candle and just be still 
um, is, is amazing for me. And, and to be honest with you, it's a new practice. It's a new practice for me beyond working out, um, eating clean, drinking a ton of water, all those things I've been doing for, um, for a long time. But actually sitting and being with me and being still is something I've never until recently been able to accomplish. And now that I, I actually can do it and I, I practice it and I'm just, I'm like, I don't know how I could, my life would be with, without it, without being still, meditating, being thoughtful and mm-hmm. thankful and grateful all in one 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever that turns out to be. Awesome. Awesome. If you had a million dollars to use to build your business or your daughter's business, what is one thing you would immediately invest in right now? I would immediately invest in with these millions of dollars. I would, <laughs> I would say I would go after more done for you services. Hmm. Um, you know, I think that we spend a lot of time or I spend a lot of time on the small details, um, DIYing a lot of things, but sometimes we have to do it. But I think my gifts, my talents, as well as my daughter's gifts or talents, where her, um, the sweet spot is, is more, um, better useful elsewhere, you know, than scheduling social media or right. some of the, the small tedious tasks that we do as entrepreneurs. So I would do more, I would um, invest in more done for um, services and employ some other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I'm a D do it yourself, DIYer uh, myself, always learning new things, but I'm learning more and more each and every week that, Hey, you need to be spending more time uh, building and letting other people do the tactician type work within the business so that you are utilizing your time wisely. So that is definitely something that we all should consider, whether that be virtual assistant, finding interns, help getting volunteers if they're willing to volunteer to help you out however you can kind of alleviate your time from doing some of the busy work to doing more of the productive work that's really good if you could meet any entrepreneur or major leader who would it be i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i have no idea you know i just um I don't know. I, I've always wanted to, I always thought about sitting in the room or sitting on a couch or having tea with like Maya Angelou, mm. um, just to kind of get a, a feel. I love to hear other people's perspective on things. And um, obviously she was incredibly wise. Um, but other than that, I really don't, I feel like a lot of the people that I follow or especially in this day and age of social media and people going live and sharing themselves so freely or writing books, Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I kind of get what I need. Um, and I've never really been a uh, person to say, oh, I, I would pay to see, you know, I don't know why I just never been that kind of person. So I would have to say, I, I, I still don't know. <laughs> I really don't know if there's one person, because I feel like everybody has amazing things that they bring to the table and that have had an impact on my life. So there isn't one person that I'd, I'd, I'd risk it all for. Awesome. And that's honest. That's good. Thank you for sharing that. What is your favorite thing to do in your spare time or with your spare time? Travel and eat. 
<laughs> travel and eat. Travel and eat. Yes. I am a complete foodie. I love food. I love culture. Um, I love new and exciting. So yes, travel and eat. And thank God all my kids are the same way. <laughs> my yeah. family is all the same way. We love food and we love to be everywhere. So what's one of your favorite foods? Seafood. I'm seafood. from Boston. I'm a Bostonian. Okay. So I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm all about shellfish. If there was one conference that is still going on each and every year that you feel like everyone should attend, whether it be a personal development conference or some type of business conference, what conference would that be? Well, I would say I just recently uh, returned from an excellent conference, uh, Traffic, Sales, and Profit. Mm. Um, it was in Atlanta a couple weeks ago. And I would say that conference really had a major impact on me. Okay. I learned a ton. I met an amazing people. Um, and it really sitting in a room of all these successful entrepreneurs with still with huge dreams and huge mm-hmm. ideas that have, uh, you know, accomplished great things in their lives and also their businesses, but still are fighting to get to where they really want to be had mm-hmm. a huge impact on me because I feel like sometimes as entrepreneurs or as business person, uh, people, or just personally, we, um, we limit ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm a strong believer that you surround yourself with greatness. You're always leveling up. You know, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. So I love that conference because it challenged me. It changed my mindset and my way of thinking about certain things. And I learned a ton. It was intense. So since my time is very limited, if I take three days to go and learn and I invest, I want to get every single thing I came here for. I don't want to go home and feel like, I'm not really sure how to, no, I need A, B, C, all the way to Z, and then you to make sure I got it right. So that conference delivered that experience for me. So if you have a chance to check it out, I would say um, it's a winner. Traffic, sales, and and profit. Profit. Awesome. Well, we have come to another end of the School of Purpose, and I want to thank you for joining me. But before we go, I definitely want you to be able to share how can the listening audience stay engaged with you, stay in contact with you, and tell us how we can learn more about your daughter's business. Absolutely. So for Zandra, my daughter's business, you can check her out at zandrabeauty.com. Uh, natural skin care for the educated and empowered girl on the move. For myself, I am located on Facebook, Tamara Zantel. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Tamara Zantel, T-A-M-A-R-A-Z-A-N-T-E-L-L. And you can also catch me on my live um, show and podcast every Tuesday mm-hmm. at 8 p.m., RaisingAMoguTV.com. At 8 p.m. every Tuesday on Facebook Live? Yes. Raising a mogul TV.com. TV. I like that. Raising a mogul TV.com. Well, before we go, I always like to give every guest one last opportunity to share a piece of advice that would give somebody who is ready to launch out on their purpose, ready to pursue their dream because they know that time is really running out. What is that last piece of advice of encouragement that you would give them to 
to inspire them or to motivate them to make it happen? Absolutely. So this advice you can use for yourself in addition to using it with your child, your young mogul. I have to tell you how important it is to control your environment. So that could be shifting, that could be up-leveling, that could be calming it down, whatever that means in, to get you to the next level, controlling your environment and the environment of your children is critical. So if you have something that you, a purpose, a mission that you're on, a goal you're trying to accomplish, get around other people that are doing similar things that can understand your purpose, your mission, your goal. Because as long as you stay and you play in the minor leagues, It'll never happen. You will never get up and go and move and aim for that goal, that purpose, that mission, if you stay where you are right now. And let's face it, if you were in the right place, you would have already launched, right? Mm. So let's reach out to other people, ask questions. Don't sit around and try to figure it out, trying to make it perfect. Ask for what you need. Latch on to other people doing what you want to do and soak it all in and do your research. Awesome, awesome, awesome advice. Well, you heard it right here, School of Purpose from Miss Tamara Zantel, that it's time for you to shift from the minor leagues into the majors. And you can do that by asking for help, by taking one step at a time, by moving in the direction that you know you need to move in, because it is time for you to launch. It is time for you to make it happen. So thank you for joining me this week. We are really on a roll with producing these episodes so that you have great and valuable content each and every week to download and to listen to on your phone. If you have not subscribed to the School of Purpose podcast, all you have to do is to go to iTunes or to Stitcher, search for the School of Purpose podcast and hit the subscribe button. I'm also welcoming, always welcoming opportunities for you to leave us comments on each and every episode. All you have to do is once you create an account in iTunes or in Stitcher, you can leave us comments that will allow me to read and know how to continue to produce valuable content just for you. Once again, I invite you to become a member of the School of Purpose membership program. All you have to do is go to www.schoolofpurpose.net and create you an account. And there you will find valuable information that will help you to leverage your expertise, teach you how to build a personal brand, and also give you insight on how you can profit from your purpose. It's always a joy and it's always exciting to be sharing with you each and every week. And I just always like to remind you this. There is no greater tragedy than one who doesn't know their purpose, one who doesn't have any direction in their life. Moreover, life's greatest failure is to be successful at the wrong assignment. It's time for you to shoot for the top because the bottom is truly overcrowded. Have a great rest of your day and your week.